Hey everybody, this is Brendan Gersall and you are listening to the Speaking of Podcast. Today, I sit down with my friends Jay Muir and Bradford Rogers and we discuss a spiritual discipline that is so powerful. It's called the Act, the Art of Celebration. We talk about thanks and praise in a series we're calling Old Ways for New Days where we're looking at articles I wrote all about the spiritual disciplines. The first section of this podcast, I read my article and if you want to skip ahead, if you've already read it, go ahead had about 15 minutes and we get into a conversation with Bradford and Jay. I think it's going to help you. This is it. My conversation and the article all about celebration. The practice of celebration. Strengthen your days with thanks and praise. I was around 13 years old and it was a beautiful early spring day when my 11 year old cousin and I decided to venture out on the river for an early afternoon paddle in the canoe. We've been enjoying the scenery and an overall sense of adventure and freedom as we traverse the glassy, calm St. John River, when suddenly an east wind came roaring up the river, seemingly out of nowhere. It wasn't long before the glassy surface of the river was chopped up with small waves, but they were nothing that these two young sailors couldn't handle. So we continued on our voyage. At a certain point, we came up to a fishing buoy, eels to be specific, So we decided to paddle over and investigate. We hauled up the eel cage to our 10-foot vessel and enjoyed the wiggly contents for a few minutes before letting the cage and the handful of eels sink back down to the bottom of the water. Somewhere in the commotion of reaching for the buoy, my cousin Sean and I leaned too far to one side and the canoe tipped over just far enough to start filling with water, but not capsized completely. As we threw our collective weight to the other direction to right the ship, we simultaneously lost our paddles. So, there we were, in our grandfather's now half-sunken Old Town canoe, soaked and quite literally up the creek without a paddle. However, this was no creek. This was the widest part of the St. John River, and the wind was beginning to howl. Within 15 minutes, the wind had pushed us out into the middle of the river, about a nautical mile, And the waves were no longer chops, but full swells. It was a scary situation for two young boys, as not only was it too far to swim, but the water was only a few degrees above freezing at that time of year. All there was for us to do was hang on, fight to keep from capsizing, a challenge when your boat is half full of water and taking on waves, and then pray that our dads would come to rescue us, or that by some miracle we'd blow safely to the other side. Up to that point in my 13-year-old life, this was the most harrowing situation I'd ever been in. The fun conversation and joking had stopped, and Sean and I were both silent, hearing only the howling wind and the crashing waves around us, he in the front of the canoe and me in the back, holding on for dear life. Everything about that day changed so fast. Isn't it incredible how quickly life can change? One minute, it's sunshine and smooth sailing, and the next minute, you can find yourself alone, afraid, and out of options. After a long time of silence between us had passed, I suddenly heard Sean begin to laugh in seeming hysterics. Laughing at a time like this? The sound of his hoots coming from the front of our boat set me off. I was already angry with him for tipping us, which in hindsight I'm confident our capsizing was a group effort, but there's nothing like a little blame shifting to take some of the pressure off ourselves, am I right? And so here he is, having a good old laugh when we could at any minute be underwater heading toward the bottom to be with the eels. So I yelled at Sean, Sean, this is no time for laughter. What are you doing? In my mind, this was not the time for joy. This was no time to celebrate. What I didn't know is there in the middle of the rough seas and no sign of help was just the time to celebrate. 
What if I told you that there is a counterintuitive practice in the life of a believer that has the power that works to displace the fear, anxiety, sorrow, or anger we feel in any given moment, time, or season of our lives? Did you know there's a discipline, an action we can do in the most difficult, harrowing, lonely, painful, frustrating, or disappointing circumstances that actually has the power to overcome those crippling feelings and deposit power, peace, hope, and joy within us regardless of the situation? That activity is a discipline called celebration. It is the act or art of giving thanks and releasing praise. It was the timing of Sean's laughter that bothered me. In my mind, the appropriate reaction to this circumstance is howling in tears, not hooting in laughter. It turned out that Sean wasn't laughing. He indeed was crying, and I was mistaken by the sound of it and thought he was having a good chuckle at our dilemma. This was not the case. That said, as I have followed Jesus for the last three decades of my life, I've learned that we would have done well to start celebrating, to begin to practice praise and thanksgiving to God at that moment. Had we begun to do this, we may not have seen the wave stopped or bailed out the water from inside the canoe, but I know one thing to be true. The moment we begin to practice celebration, to give thanks and sing praise, the Spirit of God moves our way and begins to displace the spirit of fear, anxiety, frustration, dread, or anger. This is the power and the purpose of the practice of celebration in the life of a believer. To not only be a reaction to God's kindness, goodness, and greatness to us, but to serve as a mechanism to strengthen and empower ourselves when we are overwhelmed by the storms of life. Sean and I made it back to the shore that day. Fortunately for us, our fathers got the boat out of winter storage and came to our rescue. But it was decades later before I realized the power of the practice of celebration. If you're like me, you tend to think of praise and thanksgiving, or celebration as we'll call it, as something reactive in its essence. In life, you tend to say thank you when you have received something, not before. We praise after something good has happened, or something beautiful becomes visible, not before. In this world, celebration is something that happens after a good thing. It is reactive. It is a response to something that has happened. However, in the kingdom of God, celebration is something we do by faith in response to who God is before anything has happened. Even though we as followers of Jesus have ample opportunity to celebrate God in reaction to many good things we see, quote, in the land of the living, for a believer, thanks and praise are best used proactively in advance before the good thing happens. Celebration for the follower of Jesus is a faith discipline, one that has unimaginable power. Praise and thanksgiving are celebratory activities of faith that a believer does to bring God's presence and power into our minds, hearts, souls, bodies, and circumstances. Of all of the disciplines, celebration may both be most counterintuitive and the most immediately impactful. You see the importance of this practice throughout the scripture, the life of Jesus, and the history of the church. In the book of Genesis, Abel is affirmed for his sacrifice, where Cain's sacrifice is rejected because of his attitude and general disposition of self-preservation. It is clear in the earliest pages of the Bible that God is drawn to and shows favor to praise and thanksgiving. This principle is again demonstrated in the lives of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph. When God gives his people the law to Moses, he commands they practice thanks and praise diligently, consistently, and intentionally through festivals, Sabbath, the sacrificial system, and perhaps it's best seen in the commandment of Jubilee. 
Jubilee is the command to designate an entire year to celebrate God's goodness and provision through rest and festivals. Let me reiterate, celebration unto him was something God commanded his people to do, regardless of the circumstances they were in. It wasn't a reaction to something that had happened or hadn't happened. Primarily, it was commanded as a disciplined, a faith response to who God is. The psalmist also reiterates the power of celebration, imploring the hearer and the reader to enter his gates with thanksgiving and enter his courts with praise. This is the way we come into the very presence of God, celebrating him. David, in his darkest hours, didn't lean on his skill and strategy or strength, but sacrifice and song and sonnet. It was David who commanded his own soul to praise the Lord, O my soul, all my inmost being, praise his holy name, Psalm 103. Don't miss the power of the fact that David knew that commanding his soul to praise God was the key to strengthening himself in the Lord. When Jesus fed the 5,000, he gave God thanks before the miracle, not after. Paul and Silas, when they were in prison, they didn't sulk, they sang. The book of Acts records that the two men sang hymns and praised God in the dungeon before the power of God rushed in and broke them out. The principle is clear in Scripture from beginning to end. Celebration is a game-changing practice of our faith, one that Christians for the past 2,000 years have proven and something I've found to be true in my own life. I'm convinced that there are very few things as powerful as praise and thanksgiving. When we see celebration as proactive rather than reactive, it can become one of the greatest weapons in the battles of this life and a tool that can build joy and peace in any time, season, or circumstance. Given the fact that God has commanded us to practice this discipline and the fact that Scripture models for us the importance of it, I suspect the practical benefits of celebration are both numerous and mysterious and beyond the limits of my explanation. That said, here are a few things I have observed that happen when we celebrate in God through the acts of thanks and praise. Celebration through thanksgiving. Number one, thanksgiving produces gratitude. When we practice thanksgiving, not simply in our heads, but when we give voice or action to our gratitude, strangely enough, it produces more gratitude. Generally, when you give something, that thing is gone. But there is something supernatural about giving thanks. The more of it you give, the more thankful you are. Number two, thanksgiving broadens our perspective. Thanksgiving creates awareness. It helps expand our often linear, self-centered ways of thinking away from ourselves onto others, and in this case, namely, God. Thanksgiving creates a heavenly perspective in us. It rightly aligns us with our Creator by acknowledging the fact that there are things in this world that are beyond us, bigger than us, and simply out of our hands. It reminds us that we are not self-sufficient and that fundamentally we need help, His help. Thanksgiving gets us in touch with our neediness and the fact that He is our ultimate source of provision and we're not at the center of the universe. To give thanks is to rightly identify God's greatness above us and goodness to us. Number three, Thanksgiving humbles us. To say thank you to someone is an act of humility. This is why some people have a very hard time doing so. We also struggle at times to say, I'm sorry, you were right, and I was wrong, among other things. This is because thanksgiving, along with the admission of wrongdoing, is an act of humility, which in the case of the kingdom of God is a very powerful recipe for life. Number four, thanksgiving positions us for promotion. 
When we give thanks, we are humbled. Our perspective is aligned with him who is greater, and we are filled with gratitude toward him. We are then positioned as his children for more. Thanksgiving unlocks the favor of God like nothing else. God is a perfect father, and he treats his children as a perfect father would. In my parenting, I reward my children with more freedom, resource, and opportunity when they are grateful, humble, and demonstrate perception and awareness of the world around them in a growing way. In the same way, God manages our lives accordingly, giving us increase in resources and options in conjunction with our attitude, actions, and assumptions. Thanksgiving is a powerful generator of God's favor. Celebration through praise. Number one, praise takes us up. When we praise God, it has the uncanny ability to transport us heavenward. What I mean by that is that praise doesn't just lift our perspective like Thanksgiving does. Praise quite literally lifts our spirits. When we start to worship God, again, practicing it, not just in our hearts, but out loud, we will very quickly find ourselves being moved into God's presence where there is freedom, the fullness of joy, assurance, and peace. Praise has the power to lift our spirits above the circumstances of life. Number two, praise brings God, quote, down. When we praise God, it draws his presence to us. The scripture tells us that God inhabits the praises of his people. This means that he will enter our proximity on the back of praise. It is truly an incredible experience when you are in a hospital room and moments later, because of praise, it becomes holy ground. Wherever God is praised, in the prison cell, the oncology ward, the unemployment office, or the Tim Hortons drive-thru, he will come and occupy that space. Number three, praise breaks us through. Because praise draws the presence of God, it means wherever or whenever you start to praise, anything is possible. Praise is the number one predictor of breakthrough. If praise is being lifted, walls, chains, and strongholds are coming down. Read the Bible and you will very quickly see that God's great moves are led by praise. Number four, praise creates joy. In the same way that thanksgiving produces gratitude, praise has the power to produce joy. When we praise God in faith, faith is the substance of things not seen, it produces joy. Often we think of praise as something that comes after joy. Picture a stadium erupting in joy and celebration after a goal was scored and then turning to applause. However, in the life of the kingdom, the applause and celebration comes first in faith, which is then followed by joy. Start doing the activity of joy in faith. The feelings of joy will soon follow. Praise is a joy generator. When we practice the discipline of celebration, we generate the joy of the Lord and draw the favor of God into our lives. Celebration is a discipline in the kingdom of God. It is something we do proactively. Celebration is a tool we can grab onto and use to build strength into our lives in the here and now. If you are in a stormy season in your life, if you're up the creek without a paddle, this would be the perfect time to start celebrating. Here are a few practical guides for practicing celebration. Number one, first things first, give thanks for anything new. A new relationship, a new day, a new car, a new meal, anything that has been set before you, give thanks. Number two, don't wait, celebrate. See it as a creative force, not a reactive feeling. It will feel counterintuitive and it will take all the strength you have to begin, but I promise you, if you start praising God, His presence, power, and peace are not far behind. Number three, keep it going. 
Live a life of celebration. Seek to be constantly mindful of God's presence, His goodness, and His greatness throughout your day, thanking Him and praising Him for anything and everything. If you do, you will find His life growing much stronger and healthier in you as He draws closer and closer to you. Psalm 34.1 says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Okay. Gentlemen, hey. welcome. I have my own theme music, Bradford. <laughs> Sorry. I just thought I would have that in there. I appreciate yeah. that. that beatbox is the opening. Well, welcome to the podcast. I am here with uh, two good friends and colleagues and people who have already been on the show. No strangers to the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, with me to my left is none other than Bradford Rogers. Bradford, what's up? what's up? Hello. And then, uh, of course, to my right, my friend and longtime colleague now, Mr. J. Long Muir. Time. It's been a while. Yeah. Like we're starting to half a decade almost. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. We're getting there. Wow. Absolutely. We're getting there. Yeah. So time flies and you're having fun. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> Mostly. Eighty percent fun. Most of the time it's fun. Eighty <laughs> percent. Uh, it's a t- in the uh to keep it in the in the lane of thanks and praise, it's the best job I ever had. Amen. Come on. It's a great job. Come on. It's a great best church job. and it's a great place to work. It is. With yeah. great people. Yeah, so it is. 100%. I'm grateful for King's Church. So mm-hmm. guys, we're talking about the discipline of thanks and praise. I'm doing a little mini series on the podcast going with um, some articles I've been writing about spiritual disciplines and the things that God gives us, like tools that we have to help bring strength into our lives. Yeah. yeah. And I want to talk with you about praise and thanksgiving. But first Describe a time, uh, a harrowing experience. I I told of the time uh, where my cousin and I almost drowned in a canoe. Mm -hmm. Uh, Did were you guys thinking of a time in your own lives where have you ever been in an emergency like that? Absolutely. Yes. Probably on the water for you. Absolutely. Hundred percent. I was uh, in my twenties in a dating relationship with a girl before. That doesn't count. Barb. (laughs) No, that was the emergency. let, Let me finish. Let me finish. We were on the water. We were hiking, actually, in Fundy National Park, and uh, the river that we were crossing had just, like, come up in a flash flood. Oh, boy. We tried to get back across with full backpacks on, and it was um, Broad River. I don't know if you guys know the Laverty Falls Trail, if anybody listening knows that trail, but you actually have to step across huge rocks in this river, and the river was, like, up to our waists, and anyway, it took her. It took her down the river. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And with the backpack on. With the backpack on. I thought she was gone. I literally dropped to my knees in the middle of this river and prayed to the Lord. Wow. I didn't celebrate wow. in that yeah. moment, I will well, say. But pray, I think but prayer I get, is a form of it. Yeah. Like, but yeah. that's Man. She, anyway, wow. she, made, she made it. Wow. All, all as well. <laughs> That was and, like and then, that. and then I dumped her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like how long do I? Have then to I met. Wait then now? I met Barb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what, what about you? Were you ever in a? Yeah, in an no. Um, I try to stay away from nature because of that reason. <laughs> you're a city boy. You're, yeah, you're, I'm a city boy, which probably has its own sense, its own the urban jungle for sure. So I've had some like scenarios in malls and on streets where things got a little. A little, little tough. A little scary. On the streets of Sussex, actually. Oh, wow. <laughs> Just make Aren't you from Baltimore <laughs> and the roughest streets you've had I have, Sussex? Actually, I've been actually been in Canada longer. Okay. This fall. Wow. This fall would, would be like the year that I've been here. Wow. Longer than wow. in America. That's but that's a significant. It is. Not you're only actually just in Canada, more Canadian than you are American now. Uh, yeah, you've I know. not only been just in Canada, but small town Canada. Yeah, it's uh, it's disturbing. I mean, Halifax but. maybe not, but <laughs> around here. Yeah. yeah, 
I that that was one of the most that was definitely the, the, one of the earliest harrowing experiences I've had. I've had many actually, like uh, close <laughs> calls. You continue mm-hmm. going close calls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, yeah. One another one in the canoe before um, my friend Matt Corey flipped us. It's always someone else's fault, by the way. It's, it's never always, mind. always never mind. But uh, we were we were early spring canoeing, and uh, there, there were rapids and stuff, and we. We went. We had to kind of Jeez. duck under a tree, yeah. and he sort of reached for it and dumped you. Yeah, we lost a wow. lot of gear. We lost a lot of gear. <laughs> <laughs> but we lived. Uh, probably, you know what? The, I'll tell you. I'll tell a story because stories are fun. Probably the one of the scariest outdoor experiences I ever had was I was uh, probably 19 years old. I was at a summer camp in South Carolina. Okay, I'm a counselor. Let's go. And uh, there's, there's this. There's this. Um, Nash or state park called Table Rock Park or state park, whatever. And it's this like high mountain and it's like this huge rock face about, I don't know, a couple thousand feet kind of deal. It's a major cliff. And uh, so we took a group of students up there, me and uh, a couple other counselors. We hiked it. It's like a four and a half, five hour hike to get up there. It's a, it's a few thousand feet kind of climb. So, so you're, it's an all day excursion. So we get up there mm-hmm. and everyone's enjoying the, the view and the rock face. And doesn't one of these counselors decide to sort of start scaling down the front of the face, like try to see how close he could get to the, where the real as drop you do, is, as you like do. you do. Yeah. And he lost his foot and he went right, he went right down over. Oh, man. He literally caught the ledge. Oh, um, my gosh. <laughs> like cartoon he, style. For real, Lord he caught mercy. the ledge, pulled himself up and sat down. But there was still about like a about 10 to 20 feet of just severe slope that there's no way you can get back up. Oh, so we had to send, uh, we sent the counselor with the students down and then they had to get like help and they sent like Rangers up like an actual, yeah. but the crazy thing was they, they didn't get there till probably <laughs> 8 PM. Oh my and the crazy thing was this, like you ever, you've been in the South when those thunderstorms come in, yeah, it's bad. they are no joke. It's and bad. we're, we're out on this rock face. <laughs> and this southern thunderstorm comes in, Man. so we we ran down the mountain to get back in under the trees. The two, the other counselor and I, and this dude is sitting out on this ledge, exposed, exposed, <laughs> just getting pummeled by water and thunder. It was, anyway, it was intense, and then we had to, we, we, they they had to like shimmy down and put a rope around him and bring. It was crazy. Anyway, wow. we hiked back down. So I did not know the 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 thanks and praise thing. Yeah. At that point, <laughs> particular but. moment. It's interesting, though, when you think about this idea of thanks and praise, mm-hmm. that like the natural reaction we have when stuff goes sideways isn't to sing praises. Not, it's curses. No. It's curses. Yeah. <laughs> it's curses. I was, even think, I was even thinking as you were saying that and other difficult situations I've gone through, it's not usually in the moment that I consider thanking the Lord. Right. Quite often after the moment has passed. Right. Even though sure. it yeah. was... A crappy moment. Yeah, I'll still offer praise, mm-hmm. but in the moment, it just seems like an insane response. It's, it's so counterintuitive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's completely a. It's it's entirely like a, a faith thing because yep. it makes no sense, right? And because like yeah, we we usually do it after the fact, right? Like it's usually when we think about saying thanks or celebrating something, it's it's after it's quantifiably good. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, yeah. When and you I, call it like the discipline of celebration. Yes. Even that sounds like an oxymoron to me. Like, how do, how am I, how do I be disciplined about right. celebrating? That's right. That's know? right. And it's yeah. a choice too, right? Yeah. It's not ju- a feeling. Yeah. It's a choice. Absolutely. It's a hard one. It's, too. and it's, u- it's using the, the mechanisms of celebration in faith 
trusting that God is going to bring this around in a way that, that brings the feelings of it right. to match. Right. It's, it's really quite crazy. Yeah. Um, but it, I, it works. What, so one thing I want to ask you guys is, because mm-hmm. I've got two, two different guys from different backgrounds. You're from the U.S., but now you're more Canadian than, than American. Yeah. Yes. But uh, we, we share a love for gospel music. 100%. You, you and me. And like yeah. th- that, that kind of the gospel arena knows how to get its praise on. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah. 100%. Now, Jay, we share, we share <laughs> like Tomlin. more of a, not even, like you didn't grow up in church. I did not grow up right? in church, no. So I want to hear both of your journey on learning like this, this, idea of the power of actually worshiping and singing because you're a pretty introverted guy naturally private you're not the type of person who's going to just throw like show up hey i'm jay and here are my feelings (laughs) you know like you're you're not the Mm, type of person that's just gonna you know you kind of keep your cards close it's just naturally who you are yeah so it's kind of interesting that you're a worship leader yep Mm, like what what is that (laughs) what is that journey and how did you how have you even what is, describe that? Yeah, I mean, I'm not, as you know, and have said, I'm not a demonstrative guy, right? Generally, um, even just passing Bradford in the in the hallway to come for this discussion, <laughs> he's like, "Y'all ready to talk about joy?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> I totally." He's like, yeah. "That's ironic." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm not I'm not naturally demonstrative, except when I worship, I think and right. the Lord's just had me on that journey. Um, since I was young, I mean, music is, al- I've always been passionate about music, right? Just love, um, music in all of its forms and uh, have connected with him on multiple levels musically. And that's where my emotion, you know, tends to get poured out right. is through music. So there's a natural connection in terms of being a worship leader. But I think the Lord really, like when I first became a Christian, when I first gave my life to Jesus. It was around a campfire at a Baptist camp here in New Brunswick when other people were singing. Right. Mm. And the Holy Spirit just opened up my heart wow. to the you know, the passion of these other people who love something that I didn't understand. Wow. You know, and, and I within the course of four days he just radically grabbed a hold of my life and transformed me. I was just so moved wow. by the passion that these other kids were carrying in their hearts mm. for him as they sang. It's cool. And that has stamped me and marked me for the rest of my life. You were like, kind of born in that. Absolutely. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was my wow. that was my rebirth for sure. Well, and um it it so marked me that I just felt like I just have to give myself to helping other people experience that. You well, know? and, and that, that might be like a grace of God that he knew what he called you and, and prepared you for but like personality wise. It, who knows if you didn't have that experience, like if you, if you, if you flip it, maybe, maybe you were at a seminary or you, you heard an apologist talk and it, and it clicked something in your mind. You could naturally maybe have gone down a whole different road, yep. but he knew like I'm going to birth him in this. Cause this is going to be a thing that he needs. But you probably can identify with, you know, people who maybe come to church, especially you see it more with dudes, I would say, not yeah. to, not to, not to like stereotype, but I think mm-hmm. guys have a really hard time yeah. um, just 100%. with expressing praise. Yeah. And I, I spoke to it a little bit in the article about like one of the reasons is because like thanks and praise requires a certain degree of humility yep. and like vulnerability and submission. Mm-hmm. And I think we, we as guys like that, we, we, that's so close to our identity, like being vulnerable is, is an indictment yep. to like our control and our, you know, who we are. And so do 100%. you, one more question for you is like, what do you, how do you process? Cause you probably can identify with like the, 
the dudes who like, you know, singing's not for me. Church right. is not like what mm. you do at church. Like, tell me the sermon. Fine. I believe this stuff. But like when it comes to the music thing, like I want to go shoot things. I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to play guitar. Sing. Like, yeah. so how do love. you how do you like <laughs> process that? Because you have that artist thing. But right. like, I don't think that this command to praise God is like, uh, OK, if you're artistic and you and you like to sing, yep. it, this is for you. I think it's a for everybody discipline. Absolutely. How many times does it say sing to the Lord in the book of Psalms? Mm. Right. There's yeah. a, it's definitely an imperative thing. I think. um I tend to think like if I c- if I can get to this place before the Lord where I can pour my heart out to Him in the way that I do as a worship leader, any guy can. Yeah, um, it's it's not an easy journey. Uh, it takes submission to the Holy Spirit. Yeah, and I've found time and time again like the benefits of getting before the Lord in this way far outweigh the discomfort. Yes, or the I don't know. I don't know what some of, yep. some of these guys are carrying into their worship experience. You right. know, I think I've been so long in it that maybe I have lost the ability to identify. And I just sometimes I stand up there and go, hey, y'all, yeah. you're not exempt from this. Yeah. Like, the Lord is good to you, too. Yeah. He's been good to you. Mm. And if you think about it, you can figure yeah. out how he's been yeah. good to you. Yeah. And you can be thankful for what he's done for you, you know, yeah. today, today and every day. And I feel like the benefits just f- I mean, they just far away any kind of. Yeah, and you can't. Yeah. It's yeah, not. It's 100%. not the type of thing that you can experience necessarily through somebody else. Like you can, you can sense it. You know, I think. I think if you're in a worship environment, you can sense in the atmosphere. Yeah. But you can't really cheat. Like it's you either are doing it or you're not. And mm-hmm. One thing I will say is, like I used to. I remember as a young, young Christian, young man, wanting the Lord to move me authentically in, right. in worship. And I even have this conversation with other young guys, like. I want it to be authentic. I want to be moved before right. before I demonstrate my love, Res- response. before I respond, sure. yeah, before sure. I raise my hands or whatever. And there came a time where <clears throat> I just said, "I'm just going to raise my hands." Yeah. And the Lord just unlocked something for me in that moment, which and I've just never been the same yeah. in terms of demonstrating my praise for Him. Right. It's one thing to say I worship you; it's it's another thing to show Him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And God. Uh, yeah. You, and you. It's just always going to be you go first. Yeah, actually, it, is. it really but is. Yeah, hundred percent. So, Bradford, what? Again, let's flip it over to you because yeah. you have a different, different story, different background. Um, you know, what has your journey been on this? Did were you Jay? Jay wasn't brought up necessarily in the church, so he wasn't. He didn't see that. Were you brought up in an environment that like that <clears throat> understood? Yeah, yeah, I was. So. I grew up most of my childhood in what would be considered kind of like the black church and, you know, which generally not to, not to stereotype, not a stereotype, but no, it knows knows how to pray. Yeah. Like it is very uh, fun. It's lively. You dance. It's for hours. That's kind of the con (laughs) of that. That was like a white man. (laughs) (laughs) I want to go home. Um, And so for me, I grew up with just this natural understanding that praise and worship is supposed to be a response of emotion and a response of with 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 your hands and like it's dancing. Active. Yeah, it's it's very active. And I remember when we first moved here to uh, Sussex, and we went to a church that was pretty much like majority like white, pretty much, pretty <laughs> like pretty much obviously white. And I was shocked. Of just how still right. everyone stiff is. Stiff and still. Like, right. stiff and still. <laughs> and I was like, what's happening? And so, of course, 
you know. <laughs> we're praising Jesus. Yeah, we're, like we're praising <laughs> Jesus, and I'm like, let's dance, let's have some fun, let's enjoy Jesus. And people are like, you're crazy. Yeah. And I remember this whole idea of, of praise really hit me personally when I um, was working at camp, and I worked kind of the gross job, so I was in uh, the dish pit, and I was right. doing like manure and, and all that type of stuff, and I remember having headphones and just just singing to the Lord and praising the Lord. And what it, like what happened in that moment was that my work changed. Yep. Yeah. Like my work changed from being miserable and depressing and complaining and upset to now being uh being like an altar. Mm, and so now like my work was changed to just having fun. And so I think people people can restrict praise to just a song or or like a fast song, right? The praise song. Yeah, let's praise. But it's really like inviting God into those like small mundane moments of changing diapers, doing the dishes. And that becomes a place of celebration and fun and enjoyment and thankfulness. And so for me, that became that, that, you know, personal yeah right so you you actually like one of the things i think we we need to like hone in on is this is this is an application like you ha- actually have to it's something you do yeah. it's not it's not a feeling you yeah. feel mm-hmm. and i think that's the big the big separator in you know like how we understand praise uh in culture and how like the bible says this is actually a tool that you can like the you know the it's a tool you can use that actually brings power yeah. mm-hmm. like where it isn't, yeah. you yeah. know, and like, absolutely. How, what are some ways you guys, you know, what are some kind of common ways that you guys see um, the, when you start praising what, what, what happens and what, what are some things that begin to shift and in your experience, maybe even describe a time where, you know, whether it was the, the, the what you just said, like mm-hmm. sh- shoveling manure, but um, I started to worship, and all of a sudden, this becomes this glorious thing. Like, what are some of the things that happen for you when you when you have done? And again, it's mm-hmm. easier said than done. Yeah, but uh, especially outside of church services, right? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, just very recently for me, I've been in a bit of a a bit of a funk. Not just bet- like through the pandemic. But it's called it's 2020. Some, yeah, there's, <laughs> there's been the 2020 funk, but but recent loss in my family. Yeah. And just feeling mm. just feeling down. And uh, even there was just just two weeks ago leading worship here at the church. Mm-hmm. I just uh, yeah just decided it was a decision. It's a conscious decision. It it's like you know what? Enough of this. This does not change the fact that God is good, mm-hmm. right? What what I'm going through doesn't change who He is. Um, who he is actually should change what I'm going through. Yeah. Right. right. Come on, Jay. And, uh, That's a good word. And so I just, uh, you know, just, just launched into praise and worship. Like I hadn't in quite yeah. a while and just felt something break in my spirit. What yeah. happened, what transforms yeah. for me is just something internally. Yeah. And it's a perception thing to everything else around. Yes. You, I think. That's good. Like it just changes it how you perceive the things that are happening to you and things that previously may have felt like curses, you can see the good in them. Right. You can see the blessing. You can see the Lord moving in them. And it does, it a hundred percent unlocks something yes. in the kingdom to choose. Like I was thinking as you were, as you were reading that article, like about um, Caleb and Joshua, yep. when they, 
uh, went to the promised land. They were the only two who entered the promised land and came back with thanksgiving, hearts full of faith and right. praise. And they were the only two that were actually permitted right, to, to go. inherit the promised land yeah. because they had that right, mm-hmm. you know, thanks that thankful heart. Yeah. yeah and I think it's the sure. same. The principle still applies today. The Lord has something for us, but he requires that that spirit of thanksgiving from us. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know? for sure. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But yeah, like the exact same thing, like in this season of 2020, yeah, like it's been rough. It's been tough. Yeah. It's been hard. We've all felt it in different um, ways. And not just with loss and grief, but even just feeling just the weight of the world like around you, right? Like feeling the pressure of, of, of life and trying to make sure that needs are met and COVID and all these things. And I remember for me, this idea of just being thankful has just been a, a thing that's just been reconnecting for me. And I would have, you know, um, moments in my house where I would just, while I'm doing, you know, a dishes or, you know, changing like a dirty diaper and just saying, thank God for this child. I got plenty of children, so it's a full-time thing. Uh, but just, just saying, you know, thank you, God, you know, for a car. Thank yeah. you, God, for gas. Thank you, yeah. God, for a job. Thank Man. you, God, for today. And perspective. And like you said, Jay, it it just changes something yeah. like within you. And even starting to th- thank the Lord for stuff that you know that you don't have. Yeah. Like thank thank you, God, for peace. Mm. Thank you, God, mm-hmm. for joy. Thank yes. you, God, for life yes. and those things. It just it just changes you. Yeah. There's like a when it comes to this giving thanks. There's there's benefit in thanking God for what you do have and yes. just, just rattling it off yes, even. 100%. There's something, probably something physiological that's happening in your brain, yep. but there's something Absolutely. spiritual that's happening as well. When 100%. you just, we, like one of the things I've been doing lately is, um, you know, I have this like Apple Watch thing and on it there are these activity <laughs> bands and like the activity bands, uh, for you, you viewers at home can see that. You basically, it measures your calories. Like you set a goal for how many calories on a burn. It measures how much exercise you do. And I'm like maniacal about shutting these things. Like I close that band every day. Like I'm a freak. You're a three on the Enneagram. Yes. Yes. I I am kicking, I'm kicking the band's butt. There you go. But one of the things I I felt the Lord say to me, I was on a a day off, was uh, recently just that, you know, the same way that you close your exercise band, I want you to set a prayer band wow. and like to put an actual number of, of when and not, not just like a, like a listening prayer, but an actual, like you're actually going after it this many minutes a day mm-hmm. kind of thing mm-hmm. for a season. And one of the things I've been doing lately has been kind of that axe model of prayer mm-hmm. where it's like adoration, confession, yes. thanksgiving, yep. supplication. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the Thanksgiving part, when I get there, just once you start down that road, it begins to snowball. Mm -hmm. And like you just you can I have no problem filling my minutes uh, once, especially when you get, you know, you start doing the adoration thing and you worship God for 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 a few minutes. And, you, you know, you give him praise, praise you, God, for for this and for this and this, and you are, and you are, and you get into confession. You, you ask, you know, ask the Lord, you throw, you lay before the Lord, whatever you're, you're dealing with. And then when you get to Thanksgiving, like you just start down the road, like, Lord, thank you for my wife. Mm. Thank you that she is. Thank you for, uh, thank you for my kids. Thank you for our health we've had today and yesterday. Thank you mm. for the, and you just start listing off things to be for thankful sure. for. Yeah. And, and, and like we, like I said in the, in the article, 
it actually produces more gratitude. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, it's proactive. Yeah. Like yeah. it's, it's something that. And then joy comes. Right? Yeah. 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 And like the, the, the thing I think we, we miss is like how many things um, that God has created that, that kind of carry over. Like, like I, I think about, honestly, I think about um, the power of praise and thanks similar to like, stay with me. Like what? Like how sex is such an, a powerful thing? Okay. Because mm-hmm. hang with me. Come on, right. this is a podcast. A, no, a lot. A lot of the time, where's we're thinking, the e sticker? A lot of the yeah. <laughs> rated E for everyone. <laughs> no, but a lot of the time we think about sex in our culture, we th- we think about it as something that is reactive. It's something that you do when you feel the overflow of emotion. Right. But God actually designed human sexuality as a good thing. And it's something that's not just reactive, it's proactive. Mm-hmm. Quite literally, you can produce a baby, mm-hmm. but also when, I mean, you guys are married, like that, that the discipline of making that time happen in yeah. intentional ways actually produces intimacy. It's mm-hmm. not just the byproduct, it's yeah. the cause of intimacy. Yes, yes. And the same goes for praise and thanks. Like when you start thanking God for what you do have, it actually produces, it causes more gratitude. Yep. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's uncanny. How, like, again, I think sometimes we just think about that. Like, I'll be grad, I'll, I'll express my gratitude to God when I feel it. Well, I, I think that you're missing out on like a huge blessing. Yeah, 100%. When you, you again, take a back seat on this stuff. Absolutely. What mm-hmm. are some other things you guys find that it does for us when we start to, we start to thank God? Like, if we, we've referenced you know, it producing gratitude. What are some other, other kind of byproducts of just thanks and praise <clears throat> in your life? I feel like it provides a type of strength to like the scripture in Nehemiah, where he says that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Mm. And right before that, he says, okay, like stop the weeping now, right? Like the walls were kind of broken down. He's like, okay, stop There's the time weeping. To stop. Yeah. There, stop the weeping let's let's celebrate and i think for me joy and praise becomes a strength to just endure that what's outside of me like doesn't have to impact what's inside of me right if that makes yep. sense mm-hmm. that when i'm praising the lord at a uh you know not just church but in my home and like a regular thing it just kind of brings some strength in me to say okay that happened this thing happened you know, uh, like I lost a loved one. This happened. That doesn't have to impact mm-hmm. the peace yep. and the joy that I have. And yep. so, so in some ways, I feel like praise can also become like a shield, like a defense yep. of how you how you respond like to life. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, it brings contentment. Yeah, I think yep. like a deep inner contentment. Like uh, the Apostle Paul says, right? I've learned what yep. it means to be content in all things. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You wear it like an armor on. Yeah, so that's yeah. good. That's good, Brad. It's it's a, it's a, or like a weapon to wield. You yeah, know, to yeah. Like that it actually gives us again. It gi- it gives you strength. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think mm-hmm. anytime you take like praise in general reminds us that we're not the center of everything. You said that. Yeah. Yes. That God yes. is the center. And anytime we as human beings can get off of that me first selfish train of thought it's healthy for us and healthy mm-hmm. for everybody around us. Right. It is like the starting point of real life. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like just getting yeah. off yourself. Like the source of every problem I I'm convinced oh, is man. because of 
men and women's natural bent towards selfishness. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, this. Let's let's 100%. go. Let's yeah, go uh, full on existential here. Like, I mean, the Bible basically highlights, you know, sin. Like the entrance of sin ultimately boils down to a worship problem. Right. Right. It's Come like on. they the the it says in Romans one like we exchange the glory of God and like where where real adoration focus and and where that's supposed to go we exchange that for created things and yeah. that's what begins to invert and complicate everything it's almost like praise is a switch actually i think i had a i had a um a message I did maybe five or six years ago, which you probably can't find online because I had everybody remove all the things where I'm overweight. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm just glad you confess that because I was going to ask why. <laughs> at least, at least the video. Hey, look, in my in my defense, it's in fair, my I defense, would do the same thing. no, it's actually not because I'm 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 self conscious of it. It's that you're going to spend the first 20 minutes trying to figure out what's different, yeah. or like or thinking about how chubby I was and you didn't realize it at the time. That's good. So anyway, but in it, I, I think I had a message called flip the switch where, uh, you know, you viewing, viewing praise as something that, that literally almost is like a, uh, a current that, or like, uh, I think I had literally on stage, one of those, um, a breaker that, that mm. goes in your, in your electrical panel. Right. Like when you flip it, all of a sudden it allows the power to flow to where it's wanting to go. Yep. And I feel like a lot of us don't experience the power presence, peace of God, yep. Because we haven't actually learned how to flip that switch yep. and and go there, and unfortunately, there it's again it's counterintuitive for us. We and that's because we're we're set off. Like we're we're actually like the switch. You were born with that switch pointed at yourself, right? And it's like you, we have to learn how to flip it toward God. And as we do that through praise, that's when power starts to come. Totally. Yeah. And, and I would say, like, I think I, I had a statement in there about. Of all the spiritual disciplines, I think this one is one of the few that there's almost instant results. Mm -hmm. Like yeah, if you really 100%. do it, like it's actually not, it's not very difficult. Yeah, like it, it's like, it's hard to do. It's one of the harder ones to make yourself to do in the moments you need it most, yeah. I would say. But if you do it, like the, the benefits are almost immediate. Like you really do uh, just begin to, to see things change. I was driving uh yesterday driving my family home from nova scotia and like i had a rough week last week it's been a hard year yeah. for all of us yeah, and sure. i had a rough week last week and just it's funny you, you go through a week that's a fight um for me i don't i don't get into the weekend and it's like a relief that's when i bottom out and i'm just like oh just emotionally mm -hmm. bottom mm -hmm. out right. and i just want to do nothing right and still a sunday morning still feeling like a little bit just blah, right? And just lacking energy and feeling lethargic. And I, I um, decided to to flip on like just some worship music and just crank it uh, for my whole family, right? And about an hour of like just just worship music happening, you could feel the atmosphere change in our in our vehicle. You could feel the yeah. atmosphere change. I just uh, sh literally it shifted my expectation. Mm -hmm. It shifted my attitude. Yep. It shifted all kinds of things. Just by me listening and participating with worship music, so powerful. Yeah, like yeah. it's it's it powerful. It, it's inviting the activity of heaven in, in onto the earthly plane. Really, right? Is what 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 you're doing whenever we worship the Lord, we're joining with the constant and eternal activity of heaven. Right. <laughs> really. Yeah. You know. No big deal. Yeah. <laughs> Which is powerful, man. Yeah. yeah. I was I was thinking as you were talking even about um, 
about the axe thing, about the structure of your prayer, yeah. how accessible Thanksgiving is. Like in that acronym, adoration might not come easy for people. Yes. Confession definitely maybe not come easy yes. for people. But Thanksgiving is, I think, an accessible way. At least for me, it always yep. has been. Like yeah. when I start cultivating Thanksgiving in my life, I feel like my heart for praise and worship rises up within me. Yeah. Mm. Like for me to declare in adoration before I've gone through Thanksgiving is sometimes really difficult. Yes. Mm. I don't know if you guys find yes, the same I thing. I do. Yeah. yeah. Um, we act like I actually have to like God is worthy in and of himself alone. He doesn't have to do a thing for me and he is worthy, but making that connection in my yes. brain and heart is sometimes difficult because I'm a human male yep. and I just have to consider what he's done for me yep. in order for that heart, that praise to rise up in me first, yep. you know, and you can find things to, to, to give thanks for li- literally if you want to in, in any situation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and if you feel like you don't know what to thank the Lord for, like start at the cross. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like yeah. just if, start if really. At yeah. A loss. Like if you're like, well, life sucks. Like, yeah. which just, oftentimes there are, hard, yeah. we've all been at yeah. times where it's like, I can't find anything good in this. Just start yeah. at Jesus. You saved me. You yeah. rescued me. You found me. You freed yeah. me. Thank I'm not you an orphan anymore. This isn't yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. I'm free. Preach. And, good. uh, and Jesus paid a very big price for us to have joy. Yeah. You know, like for us to be in a constant state of jubilee like i was just thinking that when you said like the year of jubilee like that was a year right and so like when when christ came he came so that we can live in a constant Constant. state of of jubilee of joy and not just as a response in praise but just life like just enjoying jesus you know delighting in him yeah we lost i feel like we lost something in the as Christians, like when you look at the Jewish calendar and the yeah. rhythm of festivals and celebrations, it really was a discipline totally. of celebration, like a God ordained, like you will celebrate <laughs> yeah. this time. Yeah, you, you will celebrate for sure. Back to you that? Will feast right now yeah. at this time. And it right? didn't like, give. It didn't say like if you're feeling like it yeah. or depending no. if the stock market's cooperating or right. like, they had yeah. to stop what they were doing. They had to stop their work. They had to stop their. F- family stuff yeah. yeah and they had to just all right well let's just join the parade kids yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. grab your cotton candy let's praise the lord yeah. you know yeah um they were much more in touch with the the activity of praise than yep. again our culture has gone so far into like it's just reactive 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 and i i think if you look at the jewish culture it was proactive yes. like it didn't yeah. really mm-hmm. i mean it, it was it, yeah it was it was not what we've made it to be what are some things you guys are learning in in this whole arena right now like i mean it's it's an ongoing thing i think that we we constantly develop in our ability to 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 kind of dive in and access the power of god through praise what are some things that you're learning about worship you're learning about praise and thanks and, and this discipline I'm learning. Um, I'm learning the power of the sacrifice of praise, mm. um, and and learning to you know count it count it all it joy, brothers, yeah. when I when I suffer trials of many kinds, because in it like it produces perseverance and character, but it also allows me or anyone else to bring a sacrifice of praise before the Lord. I remember one time, um, one of our worship leaders, David Gameforth, was going through some health stuff. I was on my way into church that morning. He was supposed to leave worship that morning. Yeah. He called me and said, I don't think I can. Like, I literally just passed out. I'm Shannon's calling the, the hospital. And I said, okay, cool. I'll jump in and, and lead. That's fine. And five minutes later, he said, you know what? I'm going to come in and I'm going to, I'm going to go for it. And he like 
through it all. He was not feeling it. He yeah. was feeling the exact opposite through it all. It was a, and he would agree to this. We've talked about it many times. Like it was one of the most powerful times of worship he'd ever led wow. because he chose right. in that moment, despite the exterior circumstances to give God, you know, the glory and the honor that he was due. Yes. It was, it was a disciplined choice that he made right. in that moment and God honored him for it, man. Wow. And all of us for yeah, it. No, for we, sure. yes. we benefited from his sacrifice. That right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, wow. as with, as with every of all these it's disciplines good. we're talking about, like there, there is a resistance that's always coming against it. Like you, all of these, none of these all things these are gonna gonna happen fashion, easily yeah. or naturally. You you are pushing into them yep. always, and I think that to the degree that we press, is the degree that we see the benefits of the health that comes. Come on, you know, come back, on. You know. that's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are you learning, B? I don't know. For me, I think it's celebrating when it's not worth celebrating, right? Wow. Like it's it's been a season where it's not worth celebrating, especially for me personally. With a lot of the race relations has really Yep. hit my heart and hit my emotions hard and I'm still working through stuff like God what's going on what's going on and I think just continuing just to be in a spirit of celebration and just honoring God and thanking him for what he's he's about to do through yeah. the world and through uh, society and culture and just maintaining a spirit of just celebration when it's not worth you know, celebrating. Yeah, you know. or like when there's when there's nothing objectively that you can you can yeah. find that's a, like objectively that's praiseworthy. Sure, I think that's sure. why. Like, is that why maybe Paul says, "Well, whatever is praiseworthy, whatever is mm-hmm. beautiful, whatever is lovely, think yeah. on these things." Yeah, like, for sure, maybe you know sometimes you don't have the luxury of of there's something being objectively praiseworthy in your immediate yeah you know yeah. surroundings, and I think that's again it was great advice to kind of go back to the cross like mm-hmm. there. We can either, if if in the present, there's not a whole lot to be thankful for necessarily. Mm-hmm. Although I think we can find oh, things, yeah, and, and there be. All the time. But I think we can we can go back and look at the cross and look what Jesus has done, or look at His faithfulness through our lives. Mm-hmm. And the other piece with all of this is, I think praise and thanks rightly places our hope and our trust and our joy somewhere else yep. you know it's yeah. not my joy is not tethered and i think this is one of the ways we fasten in our joy is not tethered to the temporal and to the, like the right now that's right it's it's tethered to, it's tethered to 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 jesus who was and is and is to come yeah. it's like so i think that's the hugest piece in all of this is it produces it produces joy because our joy is not connected to these circumstances. Come on. Absolutely. Come on. Yeah. If our joy is connected to circumstance, it, I mean, <laughs> we'd be unhappy it, it all the time. And out like the tides <laughs> of the Bay of Fundy. Yeah, we would. Like, you could, at any given time in most of our lives, we could find cause to be happy, sad, joyful, fearful. Yeah. You know, at any given time, we've all got that much going on in our lives, I would guess. Yeah. I, I know I certainly do. Mm-hmm. I, you know, but the shift in perspective, like you just said, Brent, of focusing on the Lord and tethering your joy to him yeah. and his kingdom and what mm-hmm. he's done for you. That's unshakable. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And unshakable. I, I think, I think the times, you know, and, and I, I haven't been through as many tragedies as some people, but the times that have been very dark and difficult are the times where you're the hope that we have in God's grand story. And that like, again, like this isn't forever. Mm. 
that but forever according to what I believe is going to be increasingly awesome. Yeah. And that like that I'm able to remind myself that the best is is yet to come. You know, I think it's super easy for us to get living in the past or even in, in like regret and, and a sense of loss all the oh, time. Absolutely. And I think there is a time to mourn. And that's probably that's probably a, a, a conversation yeah. we, we could have for another day is just like the role of lament even in all of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, d- I do think what praise does and what worship does is it connects us to the greater story, a greater hope that is yeah. is not. It's not subject to my circumstances. Yep. And it allows us to stay in that zone. I think some people might think of that as, and maybe it is because Christians have not figured out how to like lament properly or be honest with like, sometimes you see, you see people almost, it's almost disingenuous. Maybe, maybe that's why some people have a hard time with it is because like you've, we've all seen the Christian who they're just saying the right thing. And you can tell, you can tell, like, you haven't even let yourself feel that yet, have you? Right. Mm, you know, like, yeah. you, you haven't even, I don't think that's what real thanks and praise is. No. I think thanks and praise is I'm fully dealing with and feeling the weight of the crap mm-hmm. of right now. Yeah. And yet I'm choosing to praise him. Yes. And in yes. faith. And I think there's a, I don't know if you guys have seen that. I see it all the time. You see it a lot in the, in the church. Maybe, maybe we're all capable of it but you do see like this disingenuous sort of i'm saying the right thing and i'm wearing suffering as some badge of honor and you're not being realistic you're not being real with it and i think i think that undermines that actually undermines like you're not going to get the real benefit i think i think the stuff that really is transformational and changes things is when you you have to be honest in, in like it has to be authentic mm-hmm. not authentic in that you have to feel a certain way yeah, but in true. that you have to actually acknowledge the scope of of where you're coming from and then in that place right like sure. you didn't see Paul and Silas in the prison pretending they weren't there no right? like no. they no they they praised in that in the prison and that shifted the atmosphere exactly. that's right and that's when like you said, when that becomes holy ground, right? Yeah. It's when you're in a prison or where you're in suffering and grief and you're choosing to praise despite how you're feeling. That's when those things become holy moments. And yeah. that's when the Holy Spirit does like the best work yeah. really is, is how he transforms me when I can choose despite how I'm feeling. I, yeah. I've found in my life, like, and, and maybe we can start shifting into this as we sort of come towards a close that I've found in my life, I mean, how many times have I, the times I've most wanted to not go to a service, for instance, have almost always been the times that I, <laughs> I ended up needing it the most. Yeah, 100%. Like, I don't want to go. And again, it's back to that resistance, you know, yeah, it's like you, you try to talk yourself out of it. You're, you know, you try to distract yourself. It's like, if you can just learn the art of like pushing into this, yeah, mm. it, it actually, it actually will change everything. We're stubborn though, aren't we? We're stubborn. You are. We're, yeah. <laughs> I am a hundred percent. So stubborn. So stubborn. Like I'm going to consider how, how often that has brought breakthrough for me mm-hmm. or how often the Lord has been faithful to me and still, you know, following him for, I don't know, 26 years yeah. now, probably still, Wow, Jay. Still, the question some sneaks into yeah, the back of my I head, like, ah, I'm better off doing this other thing right yeah, now. Right? Yeah, or yeah. I'd rather. Or I'd, I'd rather. rather. Yeah, yeah. I think I think our fe- 
I think our feelings drive us yep. so much. It's like if I don't feel like it, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. And mm. I think that's that's where Paul Man, that's says the age like, we live in now. It is, but I mean, it's always been a human problem. Like Paul talked yep. about, like your God is your stomach. You know, and it's like it's, he's speaking. He's speaking about desires. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, not, not, not just calories. He's talking about desire, like hungers, yeah, appetites, and like being being pulled and drawn by the the most immediate feelings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like I, I think I think this discipline just it's it is ground zero, the battleground ground zero of fighting the the immediate urges and feelings and appetites the right way would be my guess what uh what tips would you guys give you know i i had i had a few tips at the end but what what tips would you guys give on you know people learning how to practice the art of celebration like Hmm. anything and everything you got you know not just the the mom uh maybe the stay-at-home mom or you've got uh you think of the the dude who really just wants to hunt and shoot stuff and like you know Yep. That guy, like none of us are exempt. We're all called to it. And, and it's not just a call. It's not an obligation. It's an opportunity. Yep. Um, what are some ways that people can start to explore this? Mm. I mean, I think discipline is the key. And even just establishing some rhythms in your own week that afford you the opportunity to be thankful. And to even if it's as simple as if you're not a family that says a blessing around the dinner table at night, if you're not a family who gathers around the dinner table at night, why not? you know, make that part of your weekly discipline yeah, once right. or twice, sure. three times a week, gather around the dinner table, yeah. say a blessing and make that a regular part of what you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's a dis, it, it is a discipline. And so we have to choose to you do to it, build it, to make to, it almost make yes. an appointment, especially yep. early, like if you're not used to keeping that rhythm in your life, make an appointment yep. to be thankful, yeah, to yeah. bring That's some kind true. of word of praise. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I'm pro like, like dance. Like, you know, like put your body. I, mean, yeah, I, like, I like, like dancing, but nobody else likes to watch yeah, it. No, for sure. And <laughs> and I think sometimes we can be so concerned about what people think yes. in those like scenarios. And I think like like seriously, when you move your body agreed beyond yeah. how you're feeling, like seriously, like the, there'll be days in my home where I'm I'm feeling the weight and I just start to dance with my kids. Yeah. yeah. Just start to dance with them, and like soon I'm, I'm laughing and enjoying. It's amazing enjoying. how that lifts, man. Yeah, that's and so like true, how man. like how amazing yeah. it would be with people to return to just like a demonstration. Yeah, yeah. like just clap your hands yeah. a little bit. Like like come like on. let a sound come, come yeah. you know. Yeah. Like do some singing, do yeah. some dancing, do some walking around. Like let that be like a sacrifice. And if you are a terrible dancer, yeah. God doesn't care. That's right. No. He Same just wants singing, you to move a little bit. Make a joyful noise. What a, what a tragic deception that, you know, we have been duped into thinking that we are subject to how we're currently feeling and that mm-hmm. we have no we have no options but to feel this way yeah, until we around. don't. Yeah. It's like, you know, this isn't even faith. This is science. Mm-hmm. If you smile, you will... It will make you measurably happier. Yeah, and if I smile at you, yeah, it try not great. to smile back yeah. right now. I know. It feels That's great, right, man. right? Like, it's like that awkward, but it's you, good. You can actually command your body. You you have control of your body for the most part, right? Yeah. And like, just moving your body and mm. doing it, like getting involved with your kids is so mm. hard to get over that hurdle, especially like you get home at the end of the day, and I just want to lay down and 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 nap. Yeah. And like, but if you can just kind of press through that resistance. You really can 
shape the atmosphere in your home, shape the atmosphere in your heart, your own mind. Yeah, like, 100%. but it does. It t- it t- and this is where the rubber meets the road in this. It's a physiological thing. Mm-hmm. This actually takes like actual physiological effort mm-hmm. to, yes. to do. And it's not something that you can just phone in. It's not something. That's why it drives me crazy in church. Like the, this is just how I worship people with their arms crossed. Mm-hmm. Like that's not how anybody, that's not, that's not how you worship Jesus. Right. No. Like, and you read the word worship. What's the word? There's like a, is it, um, a proskuneo is yeah. like the, the main, like to lean in and kiss, right? Pulling back. I, I think there's like a, there, proskuneo is like, pr- I think where we get oh, the, that's the prostrate, prostrate. like yeah, the, you're, yeah. you're actually throwing your whole body at it, yeah. you know? And like, yeah. this is something you have to do with your body, with yes. your mouth, with your hands. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. but the crazy invitation in it all is through something as simple. Again, we make it this big hurdle cause I don't feel a certain way, but man, if I could just like get over my feelings for yes. a minute, yes. I can shift how they feel. Yes. And like, you can actually make your feelings, your slave to your body instead of your body, your slaves to your feelings. That's it. 100%. And it's like, wow, that's it. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, and th- it's a crazy deception though. Yeah. We, we do. It is a deception yeah. and it starts at a young age. And I don't know about you guys, but I've spent my whole life fighting against that, that yeah. deception of, I have to feel it in order to express it. Yes. You know? Yeah. yeah. Or it's inauthentic. Yeah. Inauthentic is a, is a big one. It's Especially like some of the younger guys that I deal with. Like, yeah. And we get accused, I think as, as Christians of being inauthentic. Like yeah. you, were, you were alluding to that earlier. Like, um, pastor Buckingham, great mentor in my life, every day of his life would always say, I would ask him how he is. And he would say, best day of my life. Yeah. Best day of my life. Yeah. Best mm. day of my life. And I thought as a young man, how fake that was. Right. Just doing that. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. yeah. And then I had that. a conversation with the man years later and he basically said, that's true for me in that moment. Yeah. Like that's a statement of faith for him in right. that moment. Like this, by the grace of God, is yes. the best day of my life. Yes. Every single day. Come on. There's a yeah. big difference between fake and faith. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And like they, they, they operate in the same arena, but they're two totally different players. Like something like if I'm doing something out of faith, that's a very different thing than doing something that's just fake. To, to, uh, pro- f- fake is projecting an image yeah. mm-hmm. and, and faith is like actually producing the activity of, of, you know, like what is it? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Mm-hmm. So it's the, it's the actual doing of the thing you're believing for yeah, yeah. And, and you do it and you're doing it in advance. But yeah. I think, I think there's something to be said, maybe our generation and maybe the generation, you know, I think Jay, Jay, you're, you're actually Gen X, right? Gen X. I'm Gen, I'm, I'm millennial. I right. think you're a millennial, millennial too. Um, but I'm actually a Zennial. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of, right. I'm sort of you're, in between yeah. you guys, but mm-hmm. um, I think maybe from, from Gen X even to Gen Z, there's probably been such a premium placed on authenticity that we've lost, you know, we've lost the ability to distinguish between fake and faith. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And like, we'll look wow, at, we'll look at our grand. You know, I remember just trying to look at my grandparents and the things that they would do. And there was a long time there where I felt like, man, it's just so, it's so fake. It's like, you know, like it just seems so inauthentic. And, but in actuality, when I see it through the lens of faith, I see discipline and I see, devotion mm-hmm. you know like my grandmother like she prayed every day you know there were things that she would always do and there were things that she would never do and it's like t- 
to me, I'm, I'm now the older I get, the more I'm seeing the value in living that life of discipline and seeing the benefit that comes from it. Yep. Again, you, your, your heart will be in it at, at, at some point. Some days, some days more than others. Mm-hmm. But I think there's that, that piece of faith is like that, the devotion, the, the discipline of doing, yeah, absolutely. you know, that's absolutely crucial. Yeah. Any other thoughts on uh, on the matter? Anything? Anything that you? Uh, any any knowledge you want to drop before we're before we're done? Just enjoy Jesus, people. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be so rigid. Relax. Just enjoy Jesus. Relax. He delights in you. Yeah. So delight in Him. Yeah. yeah. Enjoy yeah. life. You only have one life. That's a that's enjoy it. that's a great statement there. When you think about if He, he delights in you. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I'm always super delightful, <laughs> but the oh, Bible no, does. You are. No, <laughs> ask my wife, yeah. you know, but like the Bible says that God delights in us. So I wonder, I wonder if like there's a level of God does that to us, like where he, he practices delighting. You're in not us. very delightful right now, but <laughs> I, but I know, I know the potential that's in you. And so by, by faith in what I put in you, yeah. I'm delighting in you. I yeah. wonder I wonder if there's a level of that. That's yeah. that's good though. Yeah. Just relax. And if you struggle to like delight in him, just say, Lord, just show me your your delight in me. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know? And yeah. let that come. Yeah. I think yeah. I'd love to I'd love to add in here especially I've had a I have a real heart for like just those guys that are in like I have a lot of buddies that they're not musical, you know, they really they're not they are they're not artsy yep. really. Um but that doesn't mean you 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 have to miss out on this. This isn't 100%. this this is not about not. music or art. No, this is about what you, it's about how you use your body yeah. before God. Yeah, yep. and I think there are ways that like to the guy who's like I, I hate music, I don't care about art, <laughs> you know, like I like to build stuff. Yeah. Right. It's like to, for that guy, I would look I would look at, you know, learn learn how to like quote Psalms. Yeah. Uh, just just you don't have to be a singer to start verbalizing thanks to god absolutely um maybe for you you instead you need to learn how to like kneel down kneel down and raise your hands and 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 pray thanks maybe you're not going to be able to sing spiritual songs maybe your singing sounds terrible although i would say um man what a beautiful act of faith when you're just willing to sing anyway oh man come on come on you want to sing anyway those are those are the one i think those are the time that just God loves your terrible singing. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, he, does. he delights like, in it, man. Yeah. yeah. Like you don't have it. to be a good singer to, to do this. Yeah. You don't have, it, it's really not done, about it. No, we've, I think we've probably done a disservice to men, you know, over the last 20 or 30 years of the church in tying it so closely to music yes. and to art. Yeah. It, it's, it's a vehicle for expression, but it's not the complete expression. For no. sure. And for sure. man, yeah, if we could, ju- if, if we could just empower those non-artistic men out there yeah. who uh, hate music, man, I can't imagine hating music. Yeah. I can imagine being indifferent to music. Yeah. I think that's usually it. It's yeah. just not, it's not, a, it's not a, like for you, it's a vehicle, right? Yeah, like, absolutely. But it's not something those guys ride in. No, but for sure. Yeah. Like I think we've done them a disservice I do too. You know, for which I would like to apologize. Like, if we can somehow connect the praise and worship of the Lord or disconnect the praise and worship of the Lord from music for them, I think that'd be super helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I yeah. think, I think it's not that difficult though, right. either. It's like, it's like finding again, it's the, the key is not a melody. The key is using your body. Yeah. It's Come using on. your voice. It's, it, it's actually, it's getting in a posture of worship. It's Chart. the discipline yeah. of, of saying before God things, verbalizing things. Right. So 
And I think I, you don't have to be musical or artistic for that. I think it's a great, beautiful, glorious advantage to, to be able to put melody and so, yeah. song to it. But um, yeah. I think like our kids don't have the best voices either, right? Right. Yeah. Like our kids, yes. when they sing, let it go, like they're just terrible. Yeah. But but I love it. Yeah. And yeah. there's days I cry when I hear them sing yeah. or sing songs to the Lord. And I think, that, I think that's the Lord. It's like, hey, your yeah. voice sounds not good, but <laughs> I'm trying to be the it polite is. Jesus. Uh, but the reality is, it's, it's our heart. Yeah. You know, I love your, he, yeah. He, I think he's Absolutely. just, exactly. And I think, I think, yeah, that'd be the invitation I would give to, to everybody. If you're a great musician then then you know what, like to flip it, like I think, is that thunder or is it, are we, wow, Jesus. Wow. Okay. We got, we, wow. it, there's someone on the roof in the studio today. So. It's the rapture guy. Well, maybe it's, maybe it's time to wrap it up, but, uh, I would, I would just give that invitation to, to people who aren't musical. And then maybe to people who are musical, I would say like, it's also easy to get, to get off the point. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's about this. You, you get more in, more into the art. Yeah. You worship the, the music. The art is yeah. a vehicle. It's, it's not, it's the, it's the, it's not the end it's the yeah. means you know and it's mm-hmm. like it's easy to make that the thing and yeah. it's not you know i remember that song the heart of worship by matt redmond so the, you know the story of, of them writing it like they'd made worship such a, a the wrong thing that they shut down music altogether at their church for a season yep. and that song was written out of that so Man. again it's 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 about the heart and it's about the activity of the body in faith so. i would say i would say just i know we're trying to wrap up but one thing to those guys who don't like music is some, I think too, they probably need to get over themselves yeah. in some respect. Yeah, for sure. I've, I've been reading this book, how to worship a King by Zach Neese. And he just, he writes like, if we consider our relationship with the Lord as like a bride bridegroom thing, which is sometimes a difficult thing for men to, yep. to deal with as well. Um, how, how would you feel as a husband walking around with a bride who doesn't want to be seen with you. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like wow. that, that hit me that yes. hit me hard. And it should hit all of us as yeah. men hard. Like yeah. Wow. What's deep? Not not being able to embrace praise and worship as an expression. Yeah. Is a yeah. A bit of a diagnosis on how you really feel yeah. about the Lord. It and is. I don't mean to come across as heavy handed, but that's it is what it is. You gotta you know? press you, into you that. You really have yeah. to press into it. Like yeah, you should good, be Jay. proud to be seen and be known as a disciple of Jesus. That's a fool. Oh, come on, Jay. Well, that's, you uh, I mean, you think about, you think about if you were dating, you know, if I was dating my wife and I was holding her hand and we come around the corner and there's some people there and I let yeah. go, I let go of her hand because I, I didn't want anybody. Now, Absolutely. fortunately in that's my it, case, yeah. I'm going like this. I'm like holding it up so everyone <laughs> can see. <laughs> but, uh, I, you know, like that's, that's exactly what that is. It's yeah, like, I, wow. I don't, I'm, I good. fear the opinion of others. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And I think that's at the heart of why, what kind of, hamstrings us sometimes from really just going after the Lord and worship is we're more, we're, we're actually worshiping people's opinion more yeah. than we are wow. him. It's true, man. It's uh, that's huge. Well, God isn't afraid to be seen with us. Come on. He, Thank and, you, Lord. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. And he, and he, which is just an insane thought, yep. you know, like anyway, that's a whole other conversation for another day. Yeah. Gentlemen, Thank you for this. Appreciate your time. It's been an honor. It's good, we, man. Uh, Thank you, Baker Saul. Yeah. I like this podcast. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> it is fun. We'll have, we'll have you back, and uh, we'll keep these uh, disciplined discussions going as long as uh, I'm able to write more, more of these. <laughs> <laughs> so, so man, yeah. Man, anyway, thanks, guys. All right, man. Thank you. I have my own theme. <laughs> <laughs>
Sorry, DJ Q-It. My bad. <laughs> thanks for tuning in today, everybody. I hope you enjoyed my conversation about thanks and praise with Bradford and Jay. Hey, do me a favor. If you haven't already, subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen. And do me another favor. Why don't you share it for someone else to enjoy, and we can get this word out to as many people as possible. Have a great, great day. <laughs>